It's as easy as jumping out of a plane. It's the Your Life Lived Well podcast with Dr. Kevin Payne. Welcome back. Hey, Mindy. How are you doing? You know, I'm vertical. I'm good today. Yesterday, not so much, but today I'm good. How are you? You know, actually, I'm doing pretty well today. I'm, I'm kind of peppy, and, and when I'm up, sometimes I have a, a down day or two afterward, but who knows? Last week was a rough week. Last week was a rough week. Last week we had a couple of bad days. Fortunately, I was recovered in time for, well, to A, get a recording in, and, and B, when we had some good weather and I was able to jump. Well, also. that's always the hard part, mm-hmm. is there's some days that we're not up to par, and then it seems like somehow there's some really good days that happen, and we have all this energy, and and those around us don't always understand how that cycle goes and how it always seems to coincide with a good weather day. <laughs> well, it's I, I think what a lot of people don't understand, and we did that previous episode on fatigue, which is a good one for people to go back and listen to, but... A lot of us, we're, we're already on the border of fatigue to begin with, and so if we push it too far, we get into exhaustion or closer to that, and so it does take some time. So I know sometimes that for me to have a good day and be up and get everything done that I want to get done, I'm going to have to push it too far, and I'm going to pay for it on the other side. So what do you do when someone asks, how you doing? It depends. <laughs> Well, oftentimes I'll be like, well, I'm vertical, so that's a good sign. And, you know, it's, I do it tongue in cheek. But every once in a while, someone will say, how are you really doing? And mm-hmm. I still don't know how. Sometimes it's just disconcerting to think that you're dragging someone else into. You don't want to drag people down. And right. if you drag them into what's going on in your life, it doesn't always it doesn't feel good. Well, there's, there's, it's, it's one of those deceptively tricky questions for those of us with chronic illness. And, and quite frankly, it's one of those questions that I dread the most. When somebody asks, how you doing? Normally, I, it, it, it's, you know, if I'm having a bad day, normally it's a, it's a curt nod and I'm fine. And, and I ask them something. And, and but you're not really fine. No, I'm not really fine. And, and we will get into that in, in segment two here in, in a minute. But, yeah. I, I, so you asking me that question today? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, do you want the real answer or, <laughs> or do you want the, just the polite answer? Yeah, and that's, and that's why it's a question we dread, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Because, because for most people, it's a throwaway and they're like, eh, I'm fine, you know, and, and, and they go on with their business. But for us... There's a lot of calculation that's going on underneath the hood to figure this out. And then you get people that say, well, you didn't tell me that you were ha- you were struggling. And I asked how you were doing. That's a double-edged sword because sometimes they ask how you're doing. And on one level, they do want to know how you're doing. On the other hand, they really don't because they've got their own life going on and you telling them honestly how you're doing can create an additional burden for them. So it's, I, I, I always struggle with answering that one. Yeah. I'm sure that you've encountered that a lot. 
I have, and and so often, and I've heard this complaint from so many of us with chronic illness that I thought it would be a really nice idea for an episode. Sounds like a great idea for an episode, because even if it's not a physical illness, it could be a mental health issue, Mm -hmm. it could be some residual trauma, it could be just that life is kicking you right now because of the situation of our world, emotional fatigue, etc. Exactly. So we're going to take a quick break here, and when we come back, we're going to unpack the depths of how you doing. Well, you're going to unpack it. Well, yeah, I will. I'm Dr. Kevin Payne. Just jump with me into your life lived well. Half of us now live with chronic illness. Mine is multiple sclerosis. It's your life. Live it well. A chronic diagnosis doesn't mean goodbye to the good life you wanted. You don't have to feel overwhelmed or hopeless. I'll show you how to save yourself. Take your first step at justjump.life. And we're back. And dear listeners, how are you doing? Now, you don't want me to ask you that because, and I do care. And and if you want to get in touch with me on social media and tell me how you're doing, then that's great. I like hearing the good stuff and the bad stuff. I really do want to know. But we all understand that this is a deceptively difficult question. And when people ask me, I I really do hear it in my mind in that bad Brooklyn accent. How you doing? (laughs) Gives me a little humor. But the first thing that we have to understand with this question is there are really about four places that it's coming from. Okay? So when they ask, how are you doing... Really, they mean four different things. And here's the first thing. The first thing is how you doing as what we call a social lubricant, okay? And that's just a technical term for these these little niceties that we throw out in conversation to just acknowledge one another and uh, let one another know that, hey, I, I see you. I'm, I'm open for some kind of interaction here, and, and then it's, you know, it goes from there or it doesn't, right? This is not intending a serious answer. This is the smile, nod, move on sort of how you doing, right? And, and, and so social lubricants, this is most of the time when somebody asks, how are you doing? And in some cultures, it's different. You know, in some cultures, you, you ask them how are they doing, and it's always asked, meant as a serious question. In the United States, it's one of our most common greetings. So, you know, how you doing? Smile, nod, move on. Social lubricant. A second thing, and I always make this distinction in our conversations, are the conversations to support or solve? And... One of the things is how you doing as 
an invitation for support. Okay? So somebody is asking you, how are you doing? Because they're genuinely concerned about you. And they really want to know the truth of, of what you are experiencing in this moment. Generally, people who are closer to you will be more likely to do this. Uh, often, if it's someone that you are reasonably close to but don't see every single day, then you may feel more comfortable getting into more detail about it because if it's somebody that you see two or three times a day, then you don't want to tell them every single time, oh, I'm feeling pretty awful. Nope, still pretty awful. Nope, 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 still pretty awful. No, you don't want to go through that and they don't want to go through that. Okay? There are these legitimate invitations for support with that question. A third opportunity here is when it's a solve moment. And, and so they're asking, how, you, how are you doing with the intent of being helpful in some way? So it's, it's an, an invitation for let's solve this sort of problem. Now, you can also use those interactions as teaching moments to let other people know, well, this, this is where your boundaries are. So I, I might need this sort of help or I might not. And, and, and uh, you know, how, how much you appreciate that, that they're trying to be helpful, but uh, you got this at this moment and, and so forth. So, so that's another possibility. And then there's kind of a fourth category of people who are asking. And really, they're asking because they're trying to absolve themselves of responsibility. These are the people, so they're asking how you doing, but it's not about you at all. They're asking it because they want you to let them off the hook. These are, out of, out of all the groups of people, these are the people that you want to be least honest with. If you're having a ratty day, don't even bother with it. Just tell them, you know, yeah, I'm fine. And then go on with your life. So that's kind of on the one side of this. So in the, in the requester's mind, it's kind of one of those four things typically going on. Now, in the respondent's mind, in your mind, when you're asked, uh, there can be a whole storm of responses, right? Um, you know, there, there are certain things that we don't want to get into. And these are the things that, that generally cause us from backing off of an honest response. Okay, so the first is we don't want their discomfort or pity. For many of us, and even if we do have an external signal that's, that's related to our chronic health condition, 
And some of us are, you know, it's obvious from the outside that, that we've got some kind of condition. And some of us, it's not obvious most of the time. I mean, you know, in my case, most of the time, nobody would ever guess. Sometimes when I'm really, really tired, usually, I don't walk very well. So maybe the least that we want to elicit is their discomfort and pity. That's, that's, and, but, but a lot of people are uncomfortable. They haven't developed the tools for being faced with negativity, right? So if, if I'm on one of my, my happy I'm operating pretty well days, they would be surprised. If I'm on one of my, you know, I have to use a cane to walk, or I'm, I'm you know, barely getting through, there's a, there's a long-standing joke in the multiple sclerosis community that I'm not drunk, I have MS. Usually at the end of, an, of a long day, uh, you know, people can wonder. Then they're not so surprised when you get it. Of course, you also get the other kind of surprise, which is... Uh, when when you do look like you're having a rough time and you think yeah no I'm I'm doing okay because sometimes you know emotionally we're doing fine and and we're used to the kind of weirdness that we're dealing with at that particular moment so it may look distressful to somebody else but it's pretty common for us so we don't necessarily have this 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 agreement between our internal state and our external appearance Another thing that we want to avoid, but, you know, if we say, oh, I'm not doing well today. Another thing that we're trying to avoid is stories about their pain or the pain of someone they know. Now, you've got the well-meaning people or occasionally self-centered people who you will, say, talk about your chronic pain. And it's like, look. My definition of pain is different from most people because I haven't had a pain-free day in 20 years. It's just always there. It's just, you know, it's always part of it. My definition of pain is different. My definition of pain, my, my 11 on my pain scale is where the pain gets so overwhelming that I become paralyzed and pass out. I mean, that, that's the limit of my pain scale. And, and fortunately, that hasn't happened to me regularly, but, but it does happen. I know that you're trying to commiserate when you talk about the pain of your headache or your hangnail or whatever it is, because that's your pain reference. But it really isn't the same. And, and sometimes it doesn't come across to us as well-intentioned as most of you probably mean it. Because it just really is different. It's just categorically different. So, sometimes we're not answering truthfully because we don't want, we don't want that. Because then it can, it, can, it can escalate into some kind of competition, right? Somehow it's like, Oh, yeah, well, yeah, I know you have your pain, but here's my pain, and my pain is worse in this way. And then, it, you ever seen people doing this, and it's like, how ridiculous is this? And, and you know, I don't want to focus on that sort of thing. I'm, I'm not really interested in it. So, you want to stay away from that. 
Um, maybe we're busy, we're tired, we don't want to hear your story. Uh, maybe we know that you don't want to hear the negativity. We don't want to share the negativity. Because otherwise, you know, we're having a pretty good day. I mean, so, so there are a lot of things that I'm always dealing with under the surface that for some people, that would qualify it as a bad day. It's not a bad day for me. It's just something that, that I, I deal with all the time. And, yeah, I may, I may have pain. I may be fatigued. I'm always fatigued. I'm, I may be foggy. I may, you know, be a little uh, uncoordinated and, and dropping things all the time, a little frustrated. You know, those are, those, those are all things. But I don't, want, I don't want to give the wrong impression to you that those are, yeah, it's like, yeah, those are negatives. But that doesn't make it a bad day for me. But, on the other hand, if I say it's a good day, you think that my good day is like your good day. So it's such a, it's such a weird position that this question puts us in. We're, we're, we don't want to have to explain our sense of normal, which might be very different from somebody else's sense of normal. On the other hand... Like all humans, we want to be understood. And we want the people, especially the people that we care about or the people that we deal with regularly, we want them to have some understanding of our operating conditions. You know? Uh, so, so this is a, a, a really confusing place. And after this break we'll talk about some of the ways that we might be able to resolve it and what might go into the responses that we give. We all have challenges. Mine is multiple sclerosis. We each have this one life. And we didn't choose to be saddled with chronic illness. But there's a better way. So I choose to just jump, and you can too. It's your life. Live it well. Justjump.life I'll let you in on a little secret. I have a code for when people ask this question. It's a little game I play with myself. So... If things aren't going well, I generally say, I'm fine, or I'm fine. But in my head, that means freaked out, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. Fine. Freaked out, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. And then I just giggle to myself. And it's like, yeah, I'm I'm holding it together barely over here, but you'll never guess. <laughs> so feel free to take that if you want. But but that's that's a way that that I distinguish. And then if I'm if I'm truly having a good day, I'll say I'm well or some variation of that. But if you know me, now of course now everybody will know my secret code. But if I say I'm fine, it's really a bad day. Period. End of story. I mean, that, that's what's going on. But I'm also telling you I don't want to get into it. 
So there, there are a lot of options in, you know, these, these kinds of responses. It's on a continuum here. So I want you to think about this. And this is kind of, it's one of the major problems that of living with a chronic illness that we don't talk enough about. And it's this continuum of disclosure. Okay, so it's this, it's this continuum between living in the closet and living with the stigma that's associated with the condition. Okay, so let's unpack what, what these ends of the spectrum look like. So what do I mean by living in the closet? Well, now, now we have uh, a whole cultural association of being closeted here uh, that we can kind of draw on. And that's, there's, there's some core aspect to your identity and experience of living in the world that you feel like you have to keep secret. And... Everybody will tell you that it sucks living in the closet because th there are truths about your experience that you can't connect with other people on. So, on the one hand, many times we bite our tongues and we say, I'm fine. How you doing? I'm fine. And we deny the opportunity for a real honest connection in there. And, and sometimes it's because it's not a person we want to connect with, you know. And so it's like, I, I don't really care if they know. But other times, we do that with people we do care about. And, and that we would prefer know what's going on. But we feel like we're trying to shield them in some way. We feel like we don't want to have that negativity between us. You know, it's one of the really interesting things is in any socially intimate relationship, we have a balance of positive to negative experiences that we share with one another. And... We don't want the balance to shift too far to the negative. So there's, there's a part of us that's kind of doing these calculations in the back of our head that's saying, oh, I might want to save some of those negative experiences for real negatives that we have to face, right? Be because nobody wants to be with someone all the time who's a downer all the time, no matter how much you love them right? And nobody wants to be the downer all the time. And so sometimes we're choosing to closet ourselves. Sometimes we feel like we can't be honest. And we feel like the other person may reject us, or there may be some kind of external consequences uh, if we share how we're really feeling. And, and, and so that's on, on the one side of this continuum. And then on the other side of this continuum, being sick has 
a stigmatization to it. There's, even though we know when people are sick, it's not because they're lazy, shifty, selfish, cursed, or sinful, or any of those other things. It's just a biological illness, right? It's just, you know, a, a physical health, a mental health. It's a, it's a health issue. And, and that's no fault of our own. Period. Full stop. But there's still a negative sense of sickness in society. You know, that's, that's really natural. Nobody wants to be sick. And so uh, we tend to have those associations with it. So sometimes we're not sharing what we want because we want to avoid that stigma, right? We're, we're trying to, you know, figure out how we can fit in to the social group and move along, you know, with our lives and what we're trying to get done and not get hung up on this little interaction. But that still doesn't allow us to be honest. So now we're left with, well, how much honest am I going to share, right? Because there are some things about our conditions that are, are sort of icky that we don't even want to share with ourselves sometimes. <laughs> and there are some times that... that we're going through things with our conditions where we're afraid that we're going to give the wrong impression to the other people, right? That somehow we won't be capable or functional in a particular way. Now, like, I can, I can get a lot done when I'm in pain because I don't have the same reaction to somebody who has a choice about whether they get to operate in pain or not, right? It's like most people, you know, most people, if you, if, if you don't live with pain all the time, then, uh, you know, the little occasional pain may lay you flat out and you are precious about the whole thing. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's, that's your experience and that's the capacity that you've developed. But for many of us, If we did that, we'd have no lives. And so we're still in this tricky balance of, yeah, I kind of hurt today, right? And, or, you know, this is, this is an okay day for me. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a less than average day for me, right? So there, there's some ways that you can, you can subtly contextualize what it is. And, and maybe reinforce that this is from your perspective, not theirs. And, and that may be an important thing to, uh, to slide into that conversation, not to, not, not to beat someone over the head with it, right? But just let them, let them know subtly, reinforce subtly that your standards here are a little different and you're taking something else into account. So every in 
interaction that we have is this invitation to move closer or further away from people. And you get to choose with your response to this question, what are you going to do? And in this next segment, we're going to close with some options of things that you can say and do within this all-too-common uncomfortable circumstance. I'm Dr. Kevin Payne. Just jump with me into your life lived well. Half of us now live with chronic illness. Mine is multiple sclerosis. It's your life. Live it well. A chronic diagnosis doesn't mean goodbye to the good life you wanted. You don't have to feel overwhelmed or hopeless. I'll show you how to save yourself. Take your first step at justjump.life. So I'm going to ask you all one more time, how you doing? (laughs) I just like saying that. (laughs) So we've dug down into this, and and we understand that this is kind of problematic. And I hope that for those of you listening who live with chronic illness, that you're sharing this episode with some people around you who maybe don't, to, to help give them a higher level of awareness of, of what's going on uh, in this really basic human interaction that you share all the time. But the first thing you can do and the first thing other people can do is recognize what's behind the question. So go back to what I was saying before. You know, there's those four reasons that are under uh, what's going on, right? So it's it's a social lubricant, it's support, it's solve, it's them wanting absolution from, uh, you know, uh, having any responsibility to what's going on in your life. So, this can be a conversation that you can have with people who are relatively close with you. Say, you know, when people ask me how I'm doing... That's emotionally and socially difficult for me sometimes to answer, and here's why. And, and, and you know, this is, it's just a topic of conversation. It's, it's a way that they can help understand you and, and a way that, see, because if, if you're not doing this explaining in the moment, it makes it a lot easier for people to understand and deal with. So it's kind of a pre-conversation that you can float in there sometimes when uh, you're not talking about something else, right? So, so prepare some of the people that, that you interact with a lot for this kind of interaction and say, look, you know, I understand that in your life, it's a relatively simple determination I'm doing pretty well or I'm not, but, you know, wait five minutes or a day or two days and I'll be fine again. But there's a lot more calculation that's going on when that question is asked of me or others with chronic illness, right? So 
that's first. Second, you know there's nothing wrong with fine. There's nothing wrong with saying, well, I'm fine. You can use it and you can even think about, you know, freaked out, insecure, neurotic, and emotional as you do it. You can giggle with me inside. Um, if you giggle out loud, they may ask you what's going on. <laughs> and then you can just smile at them enigmatically and keep moving. <laughs> Come on, it's fun to mess with people sometimes. So there's nothing wrong with that. Just remember, everybody doesn't have to understand you, and everybody doesn't have to know what's going on. Are you trying to disclose for yourself, for some kind of an emotional reason that you're experiencing in this moment, or are you... Or are you trying to disclose for some external functional reason that will help the interaction, the activity proceed better, right? And, and, and I'm not saying that sometimes, you, you know, you don't have those valid emotional needs to, I just got to vent right now. Of course, we all do. But sometimes if that's the only reason and this isn't someone you're really close to, then maybe just say I'm fine and, you know, move on. Or if there's a, this important functional reason for it, it's going to make your interaction and your shared experience better if they know something about what's going on with your condition right now, then, then share that and, and think about think about what they need from their perspective for you both to have a positive interaction together, right? So, that's one option. That's a couple options there. I kind of put them together. Um, second thing you can do, you know, in a third, fourth, fifth, whatever it is, I'm not numbering very well in this episode. Mm -hmm. uh, you can indicate that you're not well, but follow it up with, but I've got it today. You know, I'm not feeling well, but I got this today. So, you are emphasizing the reality of the condition that you're dealing with, but you're also following it up immediately with the assurance that, that they know you guys can still have this interaction together and, and so forth, right? So, so... Because that's suddenly, you know, if you just say, oh, I'm not feeling well at all, and you don't give that kind of qualification to it, then now you've started all this extra thought on, on their end, and, and they weren't prepared for that, and they don't know how to deal with that. So if you can say, no, you know, it's a really cruddy day today, and I can't feel my left leg, and, you know, my eyeball is not working, and... and and yet, I got this. Now you've, you've found a way to be honest, but you've also assured them, so now it doesn't derail the conversation into, oh, really, what's going on? Because you probably don't want that. It's probably not what you're... If you do, then give them a mystery symptom and, and say, hmm, see how they respond. 
I also like, you know, an answer like, you know, I, I don't have anything to complain about today. It's like, you know, I'm, our standards may be different, but no, I don't have anything to complain about. And then sometimes I'll follow it up with the nobody would care if I did. You know, kind of the flip response. My point here is there's always a balance to be struck, okay? So, so when somebody answers, you know, wh when somebody asks this question, you've got to take into account what their motive likely is, how close you are to one another and what they really need to know, what you're trying to get out of this interaction, right? And, and do you want to keep it on track or are you prepared for it to get hijacked down one of these health spirals and... and you know, that can, that can get pretty crazy pretty quick, you know? Uh, but I think one of the most important things that we need to keep in mind as we live with a chronic illness is even though when we get faced with that question, often we feel like we're being put on the spot. It very seldom is their intention to do that. And that's worth, you know, pausing and thinking about, you know, for a moment. Because they're probably, you know, this is, this is your internal reaction. And it's not like they came up and started insulting your mama. You know, they're not trying to put you on the spot. They're just asking, how you doing? And... And then, you know, we've got this whole emotional storm that comes up uh, in there. And, and deep breath. Make a decision. And then for those of us who don't have chronic illness, the opposite is true. Realize that, well, for you, this is always kind of a throwaway interaction. It can be a problematic question for other people, and not necessarily the people you predict that it would be a difficult question for. Maybe you want to start with a different kind of question. Maybe you ask about the weather, or a sports team, or something that's innocuous, right? Something that's not about the other person directly. You're still acknowledging them, which is what this question is really about, acknowledging someone saying, hey, I, I see you there, and I am okay to have some kind of interaction with you. Try some other options as well. So I hope in this episode we've been able to unpack some of some of the difficulties that are associated with really simple, common events in our lives. Events that, if we didn't have a chronic illness, we wouldn't even think twice about. So, between now and next time, I want you to really think about the spot that you may be putting someone in or that you may be put in inadvertently with this kind of interaction. I want you to 
get on social media and tell me how you doing. Right? And I want you to go forth. Be well, do well, and do good. If you've enjoyed today's topic and want to join the conversation with Dr. Kevin Payne, find Your Life Lived Well on all of your favorite social media sites, Patreon, and of course, yourlifelivedwell.co. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe.